It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. Wow, I sound really drunk. I assure you that I am more sober than you can imagine. Anyway, welcome to Barely in Topic. It's yet another week of social distancing radio. Woo! And I'm here with Jeff. Hello, hello. And Tim. Hola. Uh, como estas? Muy bien. Uh, anyway. ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? Palabra <laughs> <laughs> a tu madre. That, is, that escalated quickly. <laughs> Uno más cerveza. Those are like the two like phrases I know in Spanish besides hello and goodbye. <laughs> der Hund ist unter der Stuhl. Okay, so anyway, um, actually, it would be unter dem Stuhl, I think. Ugh, I'm already failing German. Okay, excellent. Wonderful. I don't know about you guys. Last week was rough. It was just a tough week. It it wasn't rough in the Bruins world necessarily, but it was rough uh, in the real world. And I just found out uh, the other day that according to some models out there, at least one model out there, we might not be able to reopen Massachusetts until June 10th. That's about the timeline I'm expecting here, too. I mean, it's not, things aren't even bad here. And local health officials have been saying we're not, we'll have to start discussions about opening up come June. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Look, I, I understand it. I, I don't want to get coronavirus i don't want anybody else to get coronavirus there is a a presence of it in my my city i think we've had six deaths maybe more no yeah yeah and we're not a big city we're like thirty six thousand, maybe but we've had like hundreds of cases maybe thousands i don't know anyway my thing is, is this uh it was a tough week last week but that's okay we're shaking it off and starting a new week, I think. Yes, today's Monday. Today is Monday. We are in that same model that you said said Maine was May 13th, which is coming up pretty soon here, a couple weeks. Um, I mean, we've been pretty lucky here overall. I think we have, we've had like just over a thousand cases and I think maybe 50 total deaths in the state. And that's kind of on the lucky end when you look at a lot of the other states. Yep. Yep. I think we're well over 5,000 deaths or something. So I'm not looking to reopen things like soon. I'm not, but I, you know, I am getting a little stir crazy and I don't know if you happen to see my tweet this morning, but basically, Oh, the virus is still around and it's raining. Oh God. It's like these days. Oof. At least it's not well snow. We were initially supposed to get three to six inches of snow, and then it just stayed rain. And I woke up this morning so happy. I was like, "We got oh. a little bit of snow overnight, but it had turned to rain before anyone got out of bed much, though." But uh, like there was, oh, there was a bit of slush on our back deck and the front steps. It's just like, 
It is the end of April. We no longer need snow. Winter, you had your chance. Go the fuck away. Here's the things I'd be happier if it was snow than if it wasn't this, you know, plus four and raining that we have here right now. So like 40 and raining. Kill me now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I know. I know. That's right. It's like temperatures were in you know on one day this weekend they were in the 60s it was like oh this is beautiful i love this the sun doesn't even need to be out it's just in the 60s it's wonderful and then it's like um no yesterday it was like in the 50s and it was raining i'm like oh okay i mean i did get out for my walk before it rained so that was good and then um today it's like in the 40s and raining and i'm like oh god kill me now kill me now i'm like come on I, you're right. I am used to Rhode Island, and Rhode Island is usually warmer by this time. Um, so it doesn't seem like it's that far away, but I did live at least 70 to 90 miles away from where I am right now. So depending on how you go about that. Yeah, I'm going stir crazy. I'm trying to keep busy. I've been making masks like there's no tomorrow. So woohoo, so fun. Polish Fest was supposed to be this weekend. It's canceled. We knew that about a month ago, but it just it just hit home when we were talking about it this weekend. So I think that next Zoom call that we have should be a Polish Fest. It doesn't matter if you don't have Polish food or anything. Just revel in Polish Fest. I'll try to find some really bad Euro trash music so we can play it because that's what's played at the Polish Fest. Excuse me. And then this week I got into thinking about, oh my God, what do I want for my birthday cake? Because that's coming up too. <sighs> and our anniversary is coming up. And we're not able to celebrate these things in the way that we sh- we could. And, and that's okay. These are all like really small things. But it's like, I don't know about you. Have you been watching things and you're like seeing people like close to each other, you know, gathering groups and you're like, you know, like on Netflix or something or on TV, you see these things and you're like, no, we're not allowed to do that. <laughs> I, I haven't had this problem. No. <laughs> okay. No, of, me either. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. So it's like my re-entry to like life as we once knew it is going to be a little rocky. I figured out because I already had some social anxiety and I, I've been pretty good since the coronavirus lockdown has basically started happening, it might have everything to do with the fact that I have multiple therapists. (laughs) But, you know, I've been doing pretty much okay, but I'm finding that I watch things and I'm just like, "Uh uh-oh, it's going to be hard for me to get back to normal. It really is. But anyway, those are my problems, not everybody else's. I'd be curious to find out if other people are kind of freaking out a little bit like that, but we're not going to dwell on that. Instead, I think we will talk about some Bruins stuff that happened recently. I I think we should start with the Zoom chat. Okay. Okay. It was, yes, let's do that. It's a, a good amount of the 2011 Stanley Cup champion Bruins team got together on Zoom and it was broadcast on YouTube live and they curiously took it down right after it was over so you can't rewatch it it's back up oh it's back up i'm pretty sure i saw that it was back up yeah okay well if it's back up then jeff you you can have some fun with that 
Excellent. You <laughs> don't have to watch the game. You do not have to watch the game simultaneously because very little was actually spoken about the game. <laughs> we'll just continue the, um, uh, continue the fact that I've, I've never seen this game. I've never seen that game seven. Oh my God. You've never seen it. We listened to a, to, to a, uh, a live stream of a TSN radio broadcast from a camp in the north, and I've never, you know, made the point, gone out of my way to, to, to watch it because, well, like I don't have Nesson, I don't have that option when they were re-airing shit or NBC or anything like that. So, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. Jeffrey, I'm going to share something with you. There you go, Jeff. That is a link that I hope will work for you. Hello, Tuka. It's on. It's on YouTube. You can just watch it. I know you're tearing up with such gratitude. Okay. Anyway, you don't have to watch it to to watch that Zoom conversation if it is indeed up. The, it. it <laughs> my highlights. Ready? Gregory Campbell, super drunk. I think he was drunk before he got on the call. Oh, he a hundred percent was. Like he came in hot. Like, absolutely wasted. Everybody made fun of the fact that Michael Ryder is on Newfie time, which, yep. granted, that half hour, I I would have a hard time trying to figure that out, too, myself. He showed up, like, half an hour late. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he showed up. So that was he good. Did. He, he was, oddly enough, like, dressed in black in a dark room. It was very foreboding uh, <laughs> <laughs> so several members of the team got very drunk as time went on um, oh, very not chara chara was very much like the dad and his kids invaded after a time johnny boychuk has a tenuous grasp of technology and he, <laughs> he likes to do the dab that's about that's about it uh his eye has healed up really well considering that skate blade thing oh god yeah he looked pretty good Uh, everybody made fun of the fact that several members of the team are going bold and uh i learned this week when uh when dennis Eidenberg had done the the tweeting of the what was it game six or no game five or game four it was game four he he tweeted that um he can get nesson down on long island so that was cool so he was the one who was kind of keeping track of the game for a while but then everybody was hopelessly behind so he just kind of i guess he was watching on dvr or something so he just kind of paused it so they could all kind of be on the same same time Uh, everybody made fun of brad especially Especially campbell the whole martian milko thing that was he he was like he, he kept he kept making fun of the hats the triangle hats and he was like, Marshy, you've made $60 million. Do you really need to be peddling hats? That $20 hat, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you go far. <laughs> maybe, also, he, maybe, maybe, maybe he gives Miller the, slightly, the, 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 um, uh, the shotgun, half of the shotgun clause on, on Martian Milko. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, the other one was, uh, another thing that I remember, like, is Recky one sipping an entire glass of mixed drink and it was he was drinking vodka and orange soda and i was just like oh he's just 
continuing that sip and oh that glass is now gone okay vodka and orange soda really oh yeah that's that's that was Rucky's uh drink so he's come a long way from his um uh post game one glass of red wine um, when he was playing and it's it's not the direction you'd expect <laughs> no he's drinking like he's Tim we learned that the Amstel light was Johnny Boychuk the one Amstel light the one Amstel light was Johnny Boychuk that was early huh. that was revealed early in the thing they said Boychuk or or Boych or whatever they call him they're like you got your Amstel light <laughs> oh yeah I, I i didn't even have to take notes i was just so enthralled i'm like i am taking mental notes on this whole thing now tuca tuca was, swears a lot yes he does and that's that's one of the things i love about tuca i love <laughs> tuca fucking rask for all the fucking things he comes out of his fucking mouth <laughs> we your ass motherfucking Finn, you know? <laughs> He's a badass motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, and, and here's the thing is we already know that a lot of the Finns are kind of weird and Rask is like particularly weird. <laughs> well, he's a goalie. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be. Yeah, that, that, that would do it. Right? We learned on the call that his wife gave birth to their third daughter. Recently, very recently. He said... I'm down in my basement. The kids are on the second floor with a babysitter. And I was sitting there, babysitter? It must be a family member, you know. Who came. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, because I, I got to tell you, I know that she was she was pretty far along back in March. So probably had a family member come over from Finland and they're just staying out the duration. And then he's like, and my wife uh, and, and the new baby, uh, Livia is upstairs uh, from there. So up on the third floor. So it's like, oh, okay. Now, we, we also learned that uh, Tuka Rask, uh, once he had um, his second child, you know, he felt free to move about and not necessarily be by his wife's side. <laughs> As, uh, once he had his second child, he was like in Belfast or somewhere. He met up with some other Bruins there um, very quickly after that. Uh, like a couple of days after his wife gave birth or girlfriend at the time so okay so hey it maybe it's a finished thing it's a an agreement they have who cares right if she's got her mom or his mom or something like that that's fine why do you need the man around Ooh. anyway just kidding but we also learned that tuka is weird and he and he likes to crack jokes and he cracked a joke about his third daughter that everybody was like <laughs> they all thought it was funny and i actually think it's funny too okay but there were a lot there there was some um outrage internet twitter outrage about this because oh when, no internet twitter outrage i know he said um that he wasn't convinced that his third daughter wouldn't grow a cock and i thought it was funny <laughs> And everybody else thought it was and just I mean, it's just just how over the top there that comment is, really. It's not just like, I wish he was a boy. Nope, nope. I wish she would grow a cock. Or didn't think it would happen. Hmm. It's not <laughs> that he was saying he wished. He's like, I'm not convinced she won't. So, as in like, hey, it could happen. Whatever. From a certain point of view, a lot of the people that are shrieking about this being misogynistic should be very welcoming of what that, of what that phrase really implies. <laughs> 
if she if she transitioned into being a boy or a man, then he would have his son, and it would be a okay. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't. He, he doesn't care how. Just take the yeah, iPad. Be nice. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You should be happy that he's open minded like that. But anyway, I I thought it was funny. You know, and it's just one of those things you say to friends. You say it to the friends. Of course, he said it to friends over a live broadcast, but. He'd been drinking. <laughs> a lot. Because I was in the third period. So, like, yeah. I, I'm not criticizing him in any way. I, I'm just not. Because it's just like, I thought it was funny. I understand where that comment comes from, you know, and I didn't feel like it was malicious. It was not malicious in any way, not towards his daughter, not towards other people. It was just a comment. He said, there you go. Yeah. But, you know, I I do want to say this, Tuca, it's on you, buddy. You're the one who gives the why. So maybe wear boxers instead of briefs. Just saying. The other thing we learned with Tuca, too. Is they asked him, like, in Finland, what do you do when you have a kid? Like, how do they celebrate that? And he goes, oh, yeah, you just go out and grab a bunch of drinks with a bunch of the boys and, like, celebrate it that way. And so he was like, this is kind of it, just over the computer. Right. Right. So good for him. Oh, and we also, um, he, he one of my favorite moments was when he said to Kells, uh, to Chris Kelly, he goes, Wow, Chris Kelly is like one of the best defensive centers that ever played the game. And Kells is like, <laughs> you kiss ass, right? <laughs> He's like, hey, you're in management now. I might need a contract. <laughs> oh, that's another one. They were like with Marshan. They were like, no one can't trade you because no one would want you. And they were those one of the jabs um, with him. I think it was either Soup that said it or it was Chris Kelly that oh, said it. Well, Chris Kelly said this, and I thought this was particularly great. And even Bergie had a chuckle about this. Bergie was mostly quiet, but he was there. So good for him. So so uh, Kells said to, to Marshy, like, yeah, Marshy, your game's going to go to shit when Bergie retires. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's just mean. Like <laughs> 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 remorselessly cruel. Ouch. <laughs> oh, they also asked um, uh, Patrice if Burroughs actually bit him. And he said, yes, he did. And then he said he still had the indent. Okay, that part I don't believe. I don't but... believe that. No, I, I believe that he had it for maybe a day or two. But yeah. He couldn't have bitten him that hard. He would have broken something. But anyway, I believe he bit him because Burroughs is bitch ass. Uh, but anyway, that whole thing was just hilarious. It was so fun. You know, if you get a chance to rewatch it just for laughs, you don't have to watch the game. They barely talk about the game. They were watching the game, but they weren't really now, talking about it. What's also rather notable is that Tim Thomas was there. Oh, my God. I Yes. Save the best and for last. And he looks great. He did. And you know what? He had some technical difficulties in the beginning, but his daughter helped him through them. I think he moved to a different part of the house or something. So he stayed for the whole thing. It was really nice to see the sunset in the background because I, yeah. I think he's in Arizona. So, but it was just like, um, it was really great to see him. I have a very different opinion on Tim Thomas knowing his struggle now. 
I don't like to make fun of any of the stuff I used to make fun of in the past, but you know, it was good to see him. It was good that he was there. Um, he had things to say that everybody had good things to say about him, especially like mentioning motivational speeches that he was giving during the, uh, the Stanley cup final games. So it was good. It was really well, good. I mean, to see it was not just his play, but his swagger that carried that dragged that whole team through it. Right. Because he yeah. had some serious swagger during that, particularly that series. <laughs> Would you call taking out a Sedin right in front of the net swagger? Oh yeah. Um, also, just you know, you know, basically doing dust off my shoulders. What did two um uh, two Luangos, you know, pleased to get pleased to get complimented and chirped? <laughs> it's like eh, no. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to pump his tires. <laughs> he, um, he he. It, it was also good to see with involving with him, everyone there, because a lot of them said they hadn't seen him in a while, said how like how highly they thought of him, not just for like what he obviously meant to the team and stuff, but they all genuinely were like seemed excited just to talk to him and see him and things like that. And that was cool. You know, I know that he didn't want to talk about what's going on with him when he he came out for that. uh Hall of Fame um, ceremony, but it's one of those things where I think his coming out and talking about, frankly, about what was going on with him is a sign of strength and not weakness. I agree. And I hope that he continues to think about it that way because he is probably giving inspiration to many other people who have similar things going on or adversity that they're going through it was really good to see him i'm glad that he's doing better i'm glad that he's kind of coming to terms with what what had happened to him but that he's able to really enjoy the things that matter so it was really good to see him in that i i didn't mean to not talk about him i just was saving that for uh the more poignant part of this discussion sorry no Um, no that's okay Also, Other... I want to mention this too. Um, much like his time here in Boston, it came quickly and it left just as quick and he was just kind of along for the ride. Tomas Caberle uh, was there and he, he was just kind of there, not talking. He was just kind of like just there. And then he kind of left like partway through the second period and never came back. Yeah, he left during the second period, and it was after um, Campbell had said something about, hey, try to go to the gym every once in a while. Ooh, I didn't hear that part. Yeah, I heard that, and then Caberlet left not long after that. Kind of wondering if Caberlet was not a particularly popular member of that team, even amongst themselves. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, like, I get it. Some people can be chirped and some people can't take the chirp. Personally, I feel like if you're a hockey fan, you got to be able to take the chirp. And if you're a hockey player, you got to be able to take it. Well, athlete culture, particularly in team sports like that, are just, uh, they're, they're, they, they talk to each other. That would be, that if you, that if you don't play with it, it's absolute shit. <laughs> right. So I, I mean, granted, like, you know, telling somebody that you haven't seen in a long time, Hey, maybe you should hit the gym. That is pretty shitty in some respects. But, you know, if you tell your friend, hey, maybe you should eat a green salad or something, right? You say it to your friend and you have a relationship with them. That's one thing, right? 
you have a good relationship. Right. If you say it to somebody that you haven't probably talked to in nine years, well, uh, that's that's not so great. It ain't good. Campbell was very, very much in the bag at that point. It's not an excuse. It's just saying the facts of the situation. So, um, sure. So, yeah, I noticed he disappeared too. But, you know, the truth is, when people think of that team, and I know that Anthony thinks about Thomas Caverlet. <laughs> much him. like I think of uh, Nicholas Svedberg. Um, I think you're giving you're giving your crush a little too much credit there, Tim. But uh... <laughs> uh, right, I, I'm I'm just saying that <laughs> he was kind of a late addition and 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 great. It, he he worked out for the team for that, but he didn't have the camaraderie that everybody else had. What's interesting there is though, remember Kelly Kelly and Pevs joined the team within a couple of days of him, right? But. I guess it's different because then they played ball the rest of them the next year, too. Yeah, they did. And the year after that. And then, of course, Kelly for, well, Kelly, when he when his legs weren't broken after that, even. <laughs> Pez was there, too. That's right. Yep. Yep. Pez was there. He looked good. He was drinking some wine. And they, they had they had uh, they had Shane Hinetti there. He, um, there's two people that weren't there that interesting that are kind of low key. And like I get why they weren't, but it still kind of sucks. They were, of course, for two players who didn't play in the playoffs, who the Bruins had tried to uh, fight to get their names on the uh, on the cup. They were successful with one, not so successful with the other. Of course, you're talking about Matt Barkowski, right? <laughs> I don't even think he was out of college yet then. <laughs> um, oh, Matt Barkowski. <laughs> I'm, of course, being Mark Savard yep. and Steve Kampfer. Ah, oh, yeah, Steve Camper. That was Steve. That was Camper's rookie season, and he actually played like forty games, which is just under the threshold to be on the cup. Under, for if you don't play in the playoffs, um, and he'd gotten injured, which is a big part of why the team ended up signing Shane Hannity at the deadline. It's, um, it's ninety, but that's okay. Ninety, whatever. They call him the sheriff. He's that's a talker. What they called him. Yeah, he's a talker too. Well, because he's he's a color commentator now. For the Vegas oh, I didn't Golden know Knights. That. He was a radio co- he almost right after the cup uh, took a job as the first radio color guy for the for the Jets when they cuz of course they they, they moved during those playoffs, right? Basically uh um, Blake Wheeler um uh, drove hockey out of Atlanta. Um <laughs> <laughs> He is the color commentator for Dave Gosher on the television broadcast of the Golden Knights. Yes. It's good stuff. Again, it would have been nice to see to see Sa- ver, ver, to have savvy there too, but that but that also to an extent feels like rubbing it in that like his career ended a couple months before this. Otherwise, he would have been centering a top three line in on a cup team potentially. But Nathan Horton wasn't there either. <sighs> I was getting there. That one's an interesting one. Is he just not? I, I kind of want to know what what the reasoning for that is. You're going to say, oh, it's because he plays for a different team. Obviously, that doesn't apply because we had, you know, Luch and Boychuk and, you know, guys like oh, Campbell and um, uh, Pevs who work for other teams now. And, of course, Recky, likewise. So, Well, Luch said, hey, you know, it's hard to get Wi-Fi reception when you're on the moon. 
Do you think Horton's doing? Is he has been doing something similar to what Thomas has? Is that what you're? Is that what that that that's what that feels like? That saying. Well, I mean, nobody had really heard much about Horton until like the the break, the All Star break when he showed up with Luch somewhere at some tropical place. I have to imagine that he got the back surgery that he needed. Because it it basically come down to if he got this back surgery, he could alleviate a lot of the pain that he had, but he'd never be able to play again. It was a back fusion, right? Yeah. Oh, he almost certainly got it otherwise, because like the retirement would look strange if you don't bother getting the surgery then. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, get get the surgery and don't be in pain for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he he looked a lot leaner. He looked downright skinny. He looked downright skinny in that picture. Yeah. Yeah, so he looked really skinny. I don't know what's going on. I I think he just stays away from these social things, social media and whatnot. So that's probably what's going on. I hope that's that's all it is. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, not everybody wants all the attention all the time, right? Right. Of course. Yeah, you have plenty of people on that team who are attention whores. (laughs) Of which I would I would say. Andrew Ference is definitely one of them. <laughs> He's probably king shit among the bunch besides like Brad. Like, <laughs> but Andrew Ference has a lot of things that he likes to share and stuff like that. So it's fine. I'm just saying he's media savvy. He's social media savvy, obviously. So, but not everybody is like that. And that's how it is. But it was really fun. It was fun to watch it. If you get a chance to watch it, definitely watch it. You know, Cam Neely had said that he followed it on social media. He followed the 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 game or the comments about the 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 chat on uh, on social media. But he didn't watch it. He heard there was colorful language. <laughs> yes. Yes, can there was um, probably similar to whatever it is you said when um, Ulf killed you. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So basically, um, yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting because you know Tam- Cam Neely also had a Zoom chat with season ticket holders this week. Of course, I am not one of them, but they did do the twenty-eight minute. They did do a video that is posted online for that so people can see it and basically this is what cam mcneely said if play is to resume which it sounds like players are interested in doing that that is his his viewpoint staff and players are willing to go through a summer season essentially he said if play were to resume that they are talking about doing three weeks of training camp so the first thing would happen is there would be a, a very small amount of time for players to come back and just get back on the ice in small groups. Then they would do a three-week training camp, and then they would go into trying to wrap up the regular season. Three week a three-week camp. That's interesting because that's like regular normal season training camp length, just about. Well, <laughs> we're talking about guys who haven't been on the ice since March, so uh, they're going to need it. So I, I thought that was a really interesting thing that he said, because it's like, okay, that makes sense. But that's definitely pushing us well into the summer. I'm trying to think if there was anything else that was really salient that I can bring from that conversation. 
I, I think that's the most important takeaway about what's going to happen with the season. He said, obviously, it looks like the cap is going to be flat next year. And it looks like it's going to be flat for like a year or two to come after that. Okay, so a free, basically a freeze until it at least catches up to where it was this year. Right. So they have to prepare for that. That I think that was the other big takeaway. So it was like, okay, so we do have about $20 million to sign these players. But there's also then needs to be the consideration of it's going to be flat again the next year. While quite a bit of money would come off off of next year, there's a lot of position you'll need after 2021 then, right? Because right. you'll have Krejci and Corrali and Rask going UFA that season, plus RFAs in Carlo, Bleeds, Richie, Kasha. And depending on what happens with our current RFAs, you could potentially have additional ones. <laughs> right. Oh, I don't want to think about the idea of Corelli being the odd man out because... Oh, Cap- he's almost guaranteed to be, though. That's the thing. I'm sorry. Like, he's a fourth-line center. Increasingly fourth-line wing. Um, They're not the kind of guys you give extensions to. Cough, cough, Chris Wagner, cough, cough. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Cassidy really likes Corelli, and he really likes putting him on the wing. So... I think the problem is, is like he goes up on the left wing on like a third line and then things just kind of balance out a little bit. They don't ride the wave. So they take him back and they put him back down on the fourth line. I I feel like sometimes Cassidy's a little too reluctant to keep keep lines together for a long enough time. But I I don't want to think about next year. Or, I mean, again, the, I mean the, the big things that make that possible, of course, will be, you know, Studnika makes the jump next year and Frederick looks like he's likely to make the, make the jump for a bottom six, for bottom six singer, a winger center in the not distant future either, right? Yeah. So, like, both of them would, would that year have cheaper contracts than Corrali has now. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the next couple of years because of just this situation. <sighs> and honestly, well... And again, how tough that ends up being will depend entirely on the development of about four or five prospects over the next year and a half. You know, a goaltender or two, for example, Studnika, Frederick, they're the big players in this case. (laughs) Compliance buyout, if they allow it, that would be big too. I mean, not that big. Again, it would just be John Moore. Yeah, but that, that 275 could go a long way. Wouldn't hurt, definitely. I can't believe he signed Wagner for that long. That had to be like, he's good for business, right? That had to be. That term and even a raise, I'm just like, <sighs> but like there had to be some real talk in there about how it was like, so you're never going to do what you did last season again. And both of us here know this, right? Right, Chris? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's not that I don't like WAGs. It's just, mm, it just complicates things. I mean, it's not a catastrophic, a bad contract. It was just an unnecessary one, right? Yeah. There is some there there is a difference there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just mm. why did he need to wrap that up in November? Why? I can understand Charlie Coyle cuz Coyle got better after he signed, right? And True. Was, and they they I mean they didn't really pay that much for him, but like, you know, they paid something they gave him an they paid an asset that had standing in the in in, in the uh, my organization for him, right? And the recognition of not knowing what happens with Krejci and Bergeron over the next few years. There's that. But also Coyle, I feel like a a lot of people complain about Coyle's point production. He was kind of snake-bitten for part of the year, where stuff just wasn't going in for him. Yeah, well, and he also got calls against him that were just bullshit. That offside one, I'm I'm still a little angry about that one. Yeah. 
and and the thing is, is like, okay, look, Charlie Coyle's position at third line center isn't always for point production. The only why, reason why we focus on that is because, well, the point production on the second line has been, uh, Krejci's been good, but his wingers either haven't existed or are one of 23 people on his right side. And Jake DeBrusque, who is wildly inconsistent. So Krejci, I don't remember. I don't know how Krejci's getting all of his points, but Krejci's not the problem there. I'm just saying. And they're that- not power play points either. Like, like that was the thing last year. It was like, you know, 70 something points. And he had like 12 on the power play. Right. He was like one of the one of the best five on five producer producers in the league. <laughs> but but you have to remember that Krejci is getting put on the ice sometimes with Pasternak or with some other left winger. Or like I mean, I mean well that was just that was last season. He played what like twenty games with freaking Joachim Nordstrom on one wing. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Nordy. I I I, I don't disagree, but like you get my point. <laughs> I do. My point is, is that we're focusing on Charlie Coyle's lack of point production when he's on the third line. And sure, point production is needed there, but not as much as it is needed by key parts of your uh, second line. And when your first line stops scoring for whatever, because, you know, things are peaks and valleys and stuff, you you need other members of the team to step up. I get that. But I'm not going to criticize Charlie Coyle for point production right now. Okay. I don't think, uh, you know, at where he is at times, I don't think that's his main thing. When he's up on the second line, which has happened this season, he's done an admirable job. So, um, cause Krejci was out for a little bit and that's, and that's fine. You want people to step up and do a good job. I'm just saying, I understand signing Charlie Coyle when you did. I don't understand signing Chris Wagner at that point. I wonder if the two deals went hand in hand. I that would like it was a package me. deal of sorts. Not without my wags. <laughs> you know, the thing about that, but that Tim is that like, if someone that someone else is bargaining is hitting as a condition, in that case, WAG should have come for come for those years at league minimum. That's fair, <laughs> because that's the sort of thing you you do for a guy that isn't going to get a contract. You know, like say your name's Dougie and you have a brother named Freddie, just as a hypothetical. As a hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, that's that. That would never happen. You would never have two grown men going by IE. Oof. <sighs> You have one son who's going by Dougie and he's young, but having both of them going by that, I don't know. I, I find Dougie significantly more excusable than Freddie here. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm, I oh, mean, snap. I would never go by Timmy. Ugh. Oh, but Timmy, I'd love to call you Timmy. I mean, it's fine if people he do. He wouldn't but introduce himself as Timmy is what he's saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm Tim or Timothy even. I don't mind going by my full name. You know what? But he, yeah, I have a nephew named Tim, and when he was a little kid, we used to call him Timmy. And then at some point, he asserted that he didn't want to be called that; he wanted to be called Tim, right? And so we call him Tim. Maybe every once in a while we'll call him Timothy. But okay, guess so. Guess what? I just found out a certain Freddie is no longer a professional hockey player. Ooh. Oh, he isn't even playing in playing in Europe. He's just out, huh? <laughs> he is 28 years old, and he is no longer a hockey player. He is a former professional hockey 
Oh. Or ice hockey forward, I'm sorry. He played for six seasons. I was so excited to look that up because I just hadn't really paid attention to him in a long time. Oh my god, look at it, it's a puppy on the couch! Oh my god, it's a puppy on the couch! Monkey? Hey! <gasps> Monkey! <laughs> uh, so you call her Monkey? Mika yeah. Monkey? Yeah, yeah, Julie just started calling her Monkey, and that, yeah, that's sort of where things are now. So, like, yeah, so Mika's her name, and Monkey would be her pet name, you know. <laughs> I mean, technically, they're all pet names because she's a dog, but you know what I meant. Oh, yeah, I well, I always called um, Julio Bubby. Hey, Bubby. Marlo has two pet names. It's Marlo Barlow or um, Buddy. Just Buddy. Come here, Buddy. I used to call Vegas my sweet little angel, my sweet little girl, baby girl. Oh, I used to call her baby girl all the time. Come here, baby girl. So she uh, she liked that. Uh, I was just thinking about it the other day. Like Vegas was really smart in that, like I would get her, I, you know, when I had to give her like the baths all the time. So I gave her the bath and I get her dried off and stuff like that because I had to use a special dryer for that, you know, and she'd get all these treats and all this stuff. And she knew that, you know, when she was done, she'd get all the rest of the treats because mommy's a sucker. And then when I got a little tired of dealing with her because she was looking for treats and I had to clean up, I'd be like, go find daddy. And then she'd be like, what? Oh, my God, that's right, daddy. And then she'd run off. (laughs) Because we were definitely mommy and daddy. So that is how it always works. I don't care how old the dog is. We are mommy and daddy. And sometimes mommy needs the puppy to go see daddy. (laughs) <laughs> I've had no oh yeah fear. julie and i do that all the time we, when the dog's being a shit and we want to get rid of her it's like go see mom go see mom <laughs> yep oh tuka's like back she's like I, this is my only safe place tuka it's okay mika's a good girl only tuka knows that she just refuses to acknowledge it yeah well I think that you've called her a little shit before, have you not? More than a few times. Okay, there we go. Uh, (laughs) uh, We bring this on ourselves. All right, so flat cap, so fun. Yeah, if it's multiple years of flat cap, one off season, they're going to have to introduce some some sort of escape clause, get get out of uh, jail clause there, right? Like yeah, even, they if have to. if it isn't, even if it isn't this offseason, the following offseason, I feel like they'd have to after two years of flat cap. I mean, there would be the advantage of expansion would would provide relief for, for, for most teams, right? But not necessarily the right relief. You've got Toronto and Tampa right now staring down next year and kind of shit in their pants. So there's going to be some kind of thing that happens this season. Definitely. Or this off season. I can't imagine that they would allow two of the top teams in the East to go through that and, and, and be in, in, in real cap trouble. So. Especially with one of them being Toronto. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The universe revolves around Toronto. Uh, apparently Kale McCarr was doing a zoom type thing. And he just said that David Pasternak is one of the forwards he least wants to see coming at him. That checks out. I agree with that. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I imagine if you're a defenseman, pasta's on a high in the list of people that make you shit your pants. Yeah, but the reality is, is that you know a lot of times pasta's just going to be sitting over at the point or something and just take a shot and it goes in. Well, and there's the problem because if pasta is coming is coming at you, you also have to remember, it's like, wait a minute, there's a Martian and a Bergeron and a Martian and a, Ber- and a Bergeron out there. Two more raptors you didn't even know were there. <laughs> oh yeah. Next, next thing you know, you're alive when they start to eat you. <laughs> yep. I'd be honest with you. I mean, I'd be concerned if pasta were coming at me as being a defensive uh, defenseman um, or marshy, but. Uh, you know, I think Bergy is just as dangerous as the other two. Now oh, yeah. he is. Now that he's been fully activated, I guess we'll say, in the Cassidy years. Uh, he was dangerous in 2013. He's dangerous in 2018. He's dangerous in 2020. Trust me. Well, there's just, you just got to remember 2011 was actually like at the tail end of his um, uh, production sag years post-concussion, right? Like that's the thing that doesn't get talked enough enough even now is how long the t- consequence tale of 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 the um uh, of that concussion was for Bergeron. I think it was four yeah. or five. It was like four seasons before his production rebounded back to being thir- to being a near thirty goal guy. <laughs> yep, it could take a long time, for sure. But you know he's back, and I think he's even better under Cassidy because Cassidy knows how to use him a little bit better. Uh, he 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 knows exactly how dangerous Bergeron is. Well, uh, what, what it is is Cassidy's willing to have someone else play defensive situations besides just Bergeron. It's true. That's, so Bergeron's able to have more score-friendly deployment than he's had in the past. Isn't that why you're supposed to have a fourth line? Um. Yes, and that was you know, but that wasn't necessarily what fourth lines have always been viewed for, right? Like, in terms of, like, the old style of fourth line, yes, Merlot was perfect. But, like, there's a reason the last couple of years it was almost unwatchable. It wasn't just because their skills are degraded. It's just because that was not what you needed a fourth line to be anymore. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I love it when the fourth line is very, very dangerous myself. But I also love just seeing them go out on the ice to go just do defensive stuff. If they start in their defensive zone and they get the puck down into the offensive zone, they've done their job for the next team to you know next line to come forward and do their thing so but you know that's just me i like to see people doing their jobs pat's fan (laughs) yep yep sorry i mean it's the truth you know i would love every guy on the team to go score a goal like every game but that's not realistic and it's good to see people doing their jobs otherwise and yeah I'll, i'll sit there and i'll watch some of my favorite players, and I'll just be like, oof, they're having a, a tough game. Oh, I mean, you don't need to explain it. I was just being funny. You could say it. It's like people seeing they're doing your job, and I was making fun of you for being a Pats fan, even though there's, like, literally nothing to make fun of Pats fans for, except, well, the events of the last two and a half to three weeks. Oh, um, well, <laughs> that wasn't me. I didn't do that. I mean, I guess I dared Tom Brady to go do that, so maybe it's a little bit on me. But I mean, it did. I'm and pretty he... sure it's on the record on the show. <laughs> yeah, well, and he did. that's fine. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, oh god, the Patriots right now, garbage. They are garbage. I will admit it. I I don't see. I don't see eight win, wins out of this team this year. So 
Lucky me. Jerks. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's. I would say I have sympathy for that, but after I haven't seen an eight. Tim, Tim your time is now. So, like, don't. You don't need to. Your time is now. I don't need anybody's sympathy. We had twenty good years. We are going to be great, and I was happy with the draft that they had. They got someone to block for Tom Brady, which was important because he is 42 years old and they need to block for him. Maybe you should get a basket for his walker so that you can put the football in it, you know, when he needs to make a move in the pocket before he passes it. Yeah, you know, that's probably a good idea, (laughs) but they, um, they did get they did get a big uh, offensive tackle that was needed, and then in the fifth round, they drafted a wide receiver who was the highest graded wide receiver by Pro Football Focus in all of college football, and they somehow got him in the fifth round. So uh, that was lucky. You know, there used to be a time where Belichick would actually draft in the first round every once in a while, and. And he would draft an offensive lineman. Oh, I just, I was not paying any attention to the draft, especially on Thursday night. And Ben had, uh, had, uh, texted me or he had, uh, he had messaged me about, um, what's it called? Um, he's like, he wanted a specific Jordan love. I think it was, he was like, Jordan love, Jordan love, Jordan love. Right. And I'm like looking at it and I'm like, did he draft? So I do a quick look. I'm like, oh, they didn't draft him. Right. And then I saw he did an emoji of like somebody throwing a table over. I'm like, oh, they traded the pick, didn't they? <laughs> they did. And not only did they trade it, they traded it like while they were on the clock. So they had to wait. Like fans had no idea and they waited until the actual pick to trade it and they were upset. And then Jordan Love got uh, drafted by the Packers, which is a real head scratcher. And everyone thinks that somehow Aaron Rodgers is going to get traded to the Pats now. I don't know okay. how I'd feel about that. I don't particularly like Aaron Rodgers. I think he's a little bit overrated. Just a little bit. Not not completely. Just a little bit overrated. And I, I think his personality is kind of shitty. So, I mean, not that Tom Brady's got better after time. Because after a while, it's like, it's just like, sh- I don't want to hear anything from Tom Brady. Thank you. <sighs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers doesn't talk to his family. Look. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but, like, he doesn't, like, talk to any of his family anymore. You know, there can be legit reasons why. Yeah, there can. I have I have a similar family situation myself, but it's not from any real animosity or anything. It's just, it's deeper, and I don't really feel like getting into it here. So, I'm not. So, basically, you know, here's the thing. When I was a kid... In the 80s, I saw all sorts of movies, and then I saw TV shows that reinforced this idea of, um, you know, you can have a family. You can have the family that you want. You can pick the members of your family, and they're your friends. So your friends become your family, right? And I kind of, since my own family was kind of indifferent to downright spiteful about me, various members... I I subscribe to that idea. So my friends are my family. And that's the way I look at it. 
your biological family, you can't choose them. And sometimes you can't deal with them either. But uh, yeah, that was, I don't know if that's going to make it. But anyway, I, I don't know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. But I do know. I mean, he'd be better than whatever the alternative is there, though. I, I do not embrace the Jarrett Stidham era. I'm not, I'm not for that. I, I didn't even know that his first name was Jarrett until like last week. I had to think about it. Uh, can't you just be a Jared, like a normal person? <laughs> well, I don't like that name either. I'm pretty. At least it's a name. <laughs> it, it, it's true. It's true. I have a thing about people who are named Jared or Seth. I'm just, I'm not convinced that those people are necessarily on my side. There we go. Wow. Um, and straight guys named Matt. Um, don't touch me. That's a, that's it. You know, every woman has that story though. I'm sure if your name is Matt, you're fine. <laughs> Maybe. And if not, we will we, we'll miss your listens. Uh, but, uh, carry on. <laughs> I just said, don't touch me. It's not that I won't talk to you. It, it's not that I won't deal with you. It's just, don't touch me. It's, you know, I just, I've had enough. I've had enough uh, physical dealings with Matt's in my life to, to never do that again. And I'm married. I'm very married. So that that's not happening. So, all right. That was a very long explanation. Here is where I was going. I don't know about Aaron Rodgers, but I do know that Jeff has something on David Krejci. Ah, yes. So today, um, Krejci had a Zoom call with um, uh, reporters and stuff, you know, just give the sports reporter something to do and write about. And um, one of the big things that came out of that is uh, among other, well, among other things, apparently there's quite a bit more of that zoom call besides what was broadcast publicly. Um, really? <laughs> oh yeah. They kept going after the game for a while, I guess. Um, with, he didn't provide details. He just said that it continued, but the bigger news is that he said that he's probably not retiring at the end of his contract and will continue to play more hockey. Now, here's some things that were vague. It didn't say NHL hockey. And people have always, you know, said, go home and play. Oh, he'll go home and play Czech Republic. But here's the thing is that that job's there for him whenever he chooses to go. He could be 45 and decrepit. And, 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 I, and I can almost guarantee you that, the, that, that his hometown team, would, the Cladno team, would probably be happy to see him. He's from Cladno, right? Uh, he's from um, Sternbeck. Okay. Sternberg. Right. Sternberg. Anyway, any of the teams in the Czech in the extra Liga would be very excited to have him. <laughs> I had no idea that uh, David Krejci's wife Naomi had been pregnant this year because she just had a baby at some point. Oh. I didn't know. I he had a daughter for the longest time. I didn't know that they had a they welcomed an infant son. So Mazeltov. Yeah, he got the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the other thing. I don't I, I don't know how big his wife would be on moving to Czech Republic because well, she's from here and they have a house in South Carolina. That's where he is right now. So Anyway, it's interesting to hear that. Doesn't necessarily mean it changes anything for the Bruins, because again, like, you know, there's cap considerations that would make re signing him at that point possibly a bad idea regardless, unless, you know, Studnica very specifically doesn't uh, make the cut this coming season, True. which doesn't which doesn't look likely. But you can't rule out until you know they make the until a player makes the cut. 
Poor Krejci. He looks like he fell asleep during this Zoom call. You look very tired. I just saw a wad of cat hair just levitate into the air from behind the dresser and then land on the go up to the ceiling and land on the printer. And this was really weird because there's no like vents over there. It's a ghost. Oh, maybe, oh, maybe the cat was telling the dog the truth. Speaking of which, where the hell are either of them? Hmm, anyway. Ooh, who answers to that? Not the cat. <laughs> Oh, wow. Cats don't answer to anything. Yes? So, I think it was probably The Athletic. Apparently, they did um, ranking jersey uniforms. Oh, no. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> and the Bruins were 24th? It was from and... a non-hockey person reporting on all this. Like, apparently knew nothing about hockey or the NHL. Yeah, because at the end of it, the Bruins just have a worse version of the Penguins gear anyway, when the Bruins actually had the colors first, and like and the Penguins the switched penguin, to this. The Penguins yellow is not nice. <laughs> no, no. It's an unpleasant shade. It used to be that piss gold color, but uh, they dropped that smartly. It just didn't get that much better. <laughs> They go by this, too. I think the overwhelming factor here is that so many Boston sports fans I've met have proven to be unbearable. And there was a point when one of them was telling me last year that the Bruins, Patriots, Sox, and Celtics could could sweep the major leagues, and it just would have been too much. Oh, my God. Oh, so that's what that person wrote? Yeah, so the the person they they asked to do this is just the worst. Okay. Yeah, they they're now that Tom Brady is gone and the 2018 World Series is tainted when it's not because they didn't do anything and that came out. Maybe things will calm down a little. The Bruins just have an worse version of the Penguins gear anyway. Who the fuck is this person and where do we hunt them down? I don't know. Why are they going under by a name besides Brian Lambert? Yeah, that's just that's (laughs) awful. And they gave the Blackhawks 14th. Which is actually pretty harsh, because those are nice jerseys, even though, like, eh. They're boring. Um, Alright, well, you know what? Fuck that guy, whoever he is. Don't care. Yeah, I don't know who it was, but fuck them. Yep. 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 That's where they go. I'm trying to think, was there anything else that was more fun and interesting last week? Oh, there we have like one listener question left. We're going to have to put out another call or something here. Eh? Yeah, we're going to have to put out the uh, bot signal. Light it up Da-da-da. in the sky. Da-da-da. Yeah. <laughs> I like that we both thought of that. You <laughs> uh, um, have to have people send us more questions. Uh, this question was talking about athletes and their dogs. And you know... If there's anything that's my wheelhouse, it's talking about people and their dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, first of all, I just want to say this. Okay, the Bruins Twitter account is trying to do this thing called Bruins Positivity, where they have dogs. They show the dogs of the players every week. And um, last week, it was John Moore's Australian Shepherd or something like that. I don't know. Mini Australian Shepherd something. Um, I didn't really look at it. I'm sorry. I, I should have looked at it beforehand. I mean, he's a totally cute dog. That's fine. 
but I'm just not so high on John Moore. But the week before, it was my favorite dog, my favorite Bruins dog. It was Winnie. Yes, my favorite player has my favorite player's dog. Um, I mean, that, that makes makes, that makes fat sense because my favorite player dog player player's dog is probably Fenway. Carl Bolesky used to be up there. I just got a thing for bulldogs. I wouldn't own one, but like they're adorable in a weird, ugly way. <laughs> I like Fenway a lot too. I also like Charlie Coyle's dog um, because when Charlie Coyle first, when he was when the dog was a puppy, they had an Instagram story of the dog trying to pull his uh, hockey equipment and it was the most adorable thing I'd ever seen. And so, yep, that like won it for me. Yeah. He's a golden retriever as was Nolachari's dog, um, Thor, who's going to be a big brother very soon. But Winnie, I don't know if you knew this, Winnie is a bulldog and she's so cute and she's so spunky and she's just got this face and this personality and I love her. She just turned three. And her big, uh, her, well, her little sister just turned one the day before she turned three. So, yes, if you're, if you're play, paying attention, Winnie was born on 420. Mm. Um, nice. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's three years old. And her uh, little sister, Emmy Lou, who is a Bernese Mountain Dog, uh, who once pooped on the ice at Warrior Arena. Yeah, who who among us hasn't? Uh, yeah, exactly. Right, and um, uh, she is uh, one years old, and or one year old, and she was born on four nineteen. So they were destined to be sisters from different misters and mothers. But yes, um, but I just I love Winnie. I love Winnie so much, and there are lots of pictures on her Instagram of her with Fenway. Because Fenny is her friend, and they would go on spa dates. And their dads are line are are are, are defensive partners, right? <laughs> right. And they got Winnie because they loved Fenway. So oh. see, it all works out. That I didn't know. Huh. There is a video that's part of Bruins Academy. Yes, that's the kids' show. But they show Brandon Carlo taking Winnie to go get a a, a wash over at uh, the local Unleashed. It's very cute. I've watched it many times because I just love it. Um, so, yeah, I I love that athletes have dogs. If they have cats, too, that's great. Um, I David- mean, Bobby Ryan's, like, legion of very large Maine Coons always gets me, so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't know. There's just something about dogs. I think dogs make people more human. Um they make me feel more human. So I just love seeing dogs. I love playing with dogs. I love petting dogs. I can't do any of that right now. So so I have to live vicariously through other people who can. So, yeah. Those are my favorite dogs. I mean, you know, Krejci and... Krejci and, and Bergy both have, like, little tiny, like, Maltese or Maltipoos or something. And that's fine. I mean, Sean Crowley, you know, he has Bo, who is the... Bernadoodle, um, which is a very interesting breed because it is just basically bred to to uh, to be a companion. Um, to, to to be a, a non a non shedding Bernese essentially. 
Um, yep, <laughs> essentially. Yep. You, oh, wow. You must have a lot of shed, huh? Our entire world is pet hair. Um, there's like, you know, for not being very much toque and for being a short hair, she sheds actually an awful lot for, for a short haired cat. But yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, so yeah. Uh, remember, Bo can't catch anything. Can't catch treats or food or, or can't catch balls or any of that. So it's just not, you're just not good at things. That's okay though. <laughs> he's very cute. That's all he has to be good at. So there you go. I'm trying to think of the other dogs that I, I, I really wish that Chris Warner, uh, Chris Warner, let's try that again. Chris Wagner would have adopted that dog. He was in the, po- uh, in the calendar with, because it looked like him. It was a little Pomeranian that was ginger. Oh, I can see it. He's got a funny-shaped head, and so do Pomeranians, yeah. They both have (laughs) the exact same expression on their face. I loved it. It (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) Eyes always wider than the rest of their face, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I I wish he had gotten that dog, because that that dog was very much like him. Yeah, so I love all the Bruins dogs, but Winnie's my favorite. Winnie is my favorite. She's been my favorite for a long time. She skate. Uh, she doesn't skate. Sorry. She she surfs. She likes to go boating. She likes to eat a lot of activities for a bulldog. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Because like that's part of why I wouldn't have a bulldog is they're not really activity dogs generally. <laughs> you haven't you haven't seen the skateboarding bulldog? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Bulldogs take to skateboards like. Like, I mean, like, I like the sound of a skateboard on concrete is genuinely my least favorite sound, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I've just been gear enough to be that kid, to be that old person yelling at kids on their damn skateboards since I was, like, eight. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I I have a, a neighbor um, who the son likes to go up, uh, the property that's in front of our house, that ridge that's in front of our house, that's not our mm-hmm. ridge. That's their ridge. And he likes to do his dirt bikes, like his vroom, vroom, motorbikes. Right, right, right. Huh? All over the place, all the time, for like an hour at a time, whatever. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, I can't be a dick. I, I He's a kid. He's got to be able to do this. Just, you know, go do something else. That's, that's the kind of old person I'm going to be. Eh, I'll just go do something else. So, I... Yeah, but not everyone can be a naturally born curmudgeon. So, yeah, it's okay. All right. I'm I would say I'm jealous, but I'm not really. You probably shouldn't be. (laughs) All right. All right. That's fine. All right. So there we go. We're talking about athletes and their dogs and stuff like that. I really love all sorts of dogs. Um, I don't know much about their cats, but if you have any interesting athletes and cats, pictures and stories, send them my way. I'll become educated in the ways of that. So, I don't know. Do we have anything much more to talk about? I don't think so. There's been more chatter about when the league's going to restart. Um, uh, Wyshynski and Kaplan had a piece on ESPN today about it. Um, sounds like they're going to start doing, having the skating availability very soon. Still looking at which four or so places they have hub based uh, games and whatnot. They still haven't figured out what arenas they're going to do it. A bunch of criteria. It's 
practice-based availability, number of dress room, number of dressing rooms, the severity of the outbreak in that place. So definitely not Colorado. Yep, and um, like places like Boston are already completely scratched off the list. For example, too. I don't blame them. We're still hey, look, we're probably not going to be able to open up until like June tenth. They're not. It's not even clear if they'll be able to take a run in any Canadian venues. Like they were talking Alberta, but um. Alberta chief medical officer is like, we're, we're, no, no, we're not going to do things that can't make that possible. So, like, besides, Alberta, Edmonton and Calgary are ungodly hot in summer. You don't want to play hockey there. (laughs) It is so weird that it's, like, so cold in the winter and then it's so hot there in the summer. All right. Well, we, we will have that information when it comes out, I guess. Yeah, we will. All right. So, Jeff, I think you can do the thing. Okay. Um, well, uh, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever your favorite podcasts are found. If you like us, write us some stars, write us a review, tell your friends. Um, follow us on Twitter. That would be at Barely on Topic or on Facebook. It's Barely on Topic Podcast. And then, of course, there's always, as always, our individual Twitter accounts. I am at Dr. Hangrenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson. And I am at halfinthebag.com. Also known as at VA from RI. Tim? Wash your hands. Don't be trash. (laughs) (laughs) 